Welcome back to episode number 45 of Connections Magic. This week, we have a super special guest, Kyle Nicolaitis, a brilliant artist and singer-songwriter from Santa Barbara, California. He's gone out on tour with some of the biggest rock bands on the planet, and his debut album, Beware of Darkness, was produced by multi-gramming-winning music producer Dave Sardi. Whoa, is there a story behind this episode? Okay, so let me, let me slow things down for a second. Kyle was the second ever artist I managed. After my very first artist, I got signed to Def Jam Records. Unbeknownst to me, Kyle was suffering from severe depression, anxiety. I didn't really realize it when we were working together. I proceeded to get Kyle, in a very short space of time, a record deal, a veteran co-manager, a very good attorney, and helped pull a band together for Kyle. And not long after we got all these things locked into place, Kyle fired me. I was left devastated and totally demoralized by this. However, I did not know how much pain he was in at that time. And full circle, eight years go by, I get an email at the start of 2021, and it is from Kyle. The email said, I hope you know that I obviously would have done absolutely nothing with my life or with my music if you had not come in it with all your grace, intellect, wisdom, and talent. You championed and believed in me and my art at a time in my life when I was so far gone in depression and anxiety, I didn't believe in myself, let alone anything in this life. That's a preview from the email he sent. Just an absolutely touching email, completely out of the blue. Thank you, Kyle, for bringing your courage, your vulnerability, vulnerability and your wisdom to this episode and to this world your transformation is absolutely incredible and i couldn't be more proud of you and without further ado here we go welcome everybody to connection is magic i'm your host samson shulman a former music executive turned podcaster and coach in a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain We end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Welcome to episode number 45 of Connection is Magic on location in Santa Barbara. Thanks for joining us, Kyle. I'm so happy to be here. Dude, thank you for opening up your space. Yeah. This is the vibes right here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, man. Thanks thank for you. allowing me to be a part of this. I feel like this was kind of the universe jumping in and doing its little thing. Because um, I think we have the craziest backstory. Yeah, we have insane backstory. <laughs> we worked together back in the day, and when I met you, you were 19 or 20. Yeah. And Unbeknownst to me, I don't think I knew the extent of it, but you were in a very dark place when we met. Yeah, well, so that, because, yeah. so I wrote you an email, and I want to say it again. Just that email it. just touched me so really? much, man. That was, like, the best email message I think I've ever received. Really? Yeah, dude. Aww. Yeah, so I do, like, a crown emoji right Aww. now if we were talking about this over text. From my perspective and your role in my life, like, I wouldn't have done anything in Ooh. my life without you. And that's not like that's not hyperbole. That's not being dramatic because like, I was in um, I was in such a bad spot with depression. Like it was like nineteen twenty, like ready to be dead. Just like I thought life had nothing wow. left for me. Wow. I was like so obsessed with afterlife. I was like going to 
cemeteries four times a week, wow. like just like done. And then you like you came in, and at the same time, I was trying to have a music career, so yeah. like, trying to get started. So then you came in, and you had so much energy and excitement and passion and joy and just life that I remember being like, oh wow, like he can help me, or like I'll just give my life to you. And then you were just you put everything together, you know. You're like here, like label attorney, yeah, managers, band, like you just put everything together, you know. And then like we went out and did our thing. So thank you, and then, and then that touched so many other people with the music. <laughs> I'm gonna get emotional, man. No, it's fine. It's like, because, is it okay? Can I break down? Yeah, yeah. But like, that's what. Thank you for saying that, yeah. and like your vulnerability and everything. I just wanna. I want to acknowledge you for that. Yeah. Um, you understand, like, what drove me in the music business wasn't so much money as it was just like music is healing, and I was like, yo, if I could be, if I could play like a conduit to getting that right, and that's essentially yeah. what I was doing. Like, you yeah. felt that, right? I was like, yeah. let me be a conduit, get amazing music yeah. heard to lift other people up. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's so much music that wouldn't have been heard without you. Oh, I mean, dude, we would, none of you. my music would have been heard without you. Dude, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's so. crazy. I can't tell you how healing that feels. You know, when we, when we parted ways, it was like, we didn't even talk well, about, say, we didn't I even know. talk about parting ways, you and know? The and it's like, like, the joke was like, how did I thank you? Oh, I fired you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know? But, yeah. Like, but you were just operating in the, the consciousness that you like had at that time, right? It was a combination of like, I was massively depressed. Okay, here. I was undiagnosed, like severe depression, yeah, severe course, anxiety. Of course. No coping tools. Because obviously, like, if, if you don't know you're going through something, you can't heal from it. True. And then if no one talks about it, I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know what anxiety was. So I'm like going through that, not telling anyone about that. And then during that time, and like making the first record, it was like the most traumatic. We're the trust tree. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is what we do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girls, you want to hear about like, my creative trauma? <laughs> Um, no, so, and then it was like so much trauma with just like people I was working with and then even like you mean fellow musicians, fellow like, musicians that, yeah, like producers, really. like other yeah. people just on the team that like, yeah. that I didn't register as trauma. So I was, I was just like overwhelmed by everything. Um, and didn't know what to do. Your whole like, you know, music is healing and connection. Like, yeah, I, was no, at a point, yeah. I was like so far gone. You didn't even like, realize that, that because you were you were coming at it by ego. I assume at that oh, point, ego, right? Yeah. You're like, dude, like let me be on covers of magazines. Yeah. Let me like, like, yeah, yeah. It was so. I mean, it's so. It was just that's what I was at. I was mm -hmm. like, let's get famous. Yeah. Let's like make something that the planet will remember. You were in this lull period where you're going to cemeteries and like super super dark, and then like you said, I came in as this light, like yeah. kind of infused you with like, all right, yeah. let's do this. And then ego kind of like ripped you away soon after that, right? Well, yeah, it was, yeah. Well, cause the way that I look at it too, it's like undiagnosed depression, anxiety. And then we had success pretty quick out of the gate. You know, like the first song we put out, like it was a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Howl, so, I Howl, think it yeah. was, yeah. And then, so then we tour, we started touring nonstop for a year and a half. Dude, I saw you out with Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing I was pumpkins. like, oh, and, I, and I was like, I like, should be there on the, I should I be on the road. <laughs> it's okay. I know. <laughs> We're getting the healing right now, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> so. um, I, I won't list the bands then. <laughs> <laughs> it's that classic, like, oh, if I get to that point of fame or success, like, will that heal me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. About no, no, it's a never-ending I mean, void, no, right? Because yeah. all it did was it exaggerated the depression, and I, f I walked away from that whole chapter of my life feeling like a loser wow. and like worthless. Wow. And that, that for me, that's a testament of like how strong depression 
can warp your sense of self and your identity. 100%. Because you just start believing the stories that they tell you. Yeah. You know? And then before you know it, it's just, it doesn't matter what you do because it's a lose-lose with everything. And you're buying into the illusion, basically. Yeah. 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 That's all. like, I mean, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to live. Depression is kind of an illusion in a way. Somebody well, said it's a liar. I, I like yeah, that it's quote. A, it's a master you know? storyteller. Yeah. Like, it could give J.K. Rowling a run for her money. <laughs> you know, facts. in terms of, like, creating parallel worlds. So that ride... We know how it started. You just said it started out of the gate with a boom. Let's talk about kind of how the wheels started to like turn the other way. So basically we toured for a year and a half and I was just like over it and I was tired. I didn't like who I was and yeah. I was overwhelmed. And then the depression was undiagnosed. It got worse. Was it confusing to you? Because as you were seeing more success, you weren't being filled up, like you said. Yeah. And then was that frustrating well, for so, you? Well, here, here's the worst part about it. Yeah. Is that, like the people that did champion to me, I didn't believe it. People would be like, oh my God, you're the next like hero of rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Like, you know, I got this the same feeling when I saw Eminem for the first time, like shit like that. Damn, and yeah. my brain was just like, that can't be true. Because depression wow. was telling me those stories, so it was like yeah. I was unable to like it, I was unable to like allow what was happening, yeah. enjoy it, yeah. and then believe it yeah. because I didn't believe I was worthy of anything. Well, you know? this and it's sorry. No, no, no like, you're good. You're good. I just so believe in everything you're saying really? right now. I get really passionate well, about okay, this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because when you do the math of like yeah. depression, it's like when you don't when you feel you don't deserve to be alive or you're not worthy to be on this planet, then anything else of like how do you the math doesn't add up of like believing you're worthy of success or like deserve to earn money dude it's the same reason why yeah. like lottery winners blow it all within like you know yeah a year because like they don't feel like they're worth yeah worthy of that yeah it's the same idea yeah i was courageous but it was built on a foundation of fear mm. you know a fear and ego and not a foundation of like steadiness yeah it was a facade yeah it was total facade you know yeah so i got overwhelmed basically and yeah. like the only thing i knew how to do was just like tear shit apart so like, like wreck it, wreck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so self-destruct it, you know. So, so like, I was on, I was like unhappy with myself mm -hmm. and my playing and my singing. Mm -hmm. So I fired my bass player because he couldn't sing. That hurt me because it's like hurting someone you you know you care about. Yeah. And then like, just after that, um, didn't know what to do. And then the next step was like, I had a publishing deal still, so I was like, oh, I'll just write a record to get a publishing deal, to to get the advance for it, and then like just peace out, like no plan. So I spent a year writing a record and then got dropped by from the, oh from you from UMPG the publishing company dropped you yeah because okay. my point guy got fired so like that oh that God. was that was crazy because I was yeah. like I was like oh shit what do I do now you know you had a label still yeah yeah, yeah so Brian and Tana, they're great mm -hmm. incredible but yeah so like did that but then like it was it was actually a blessing in disguise because it got the band back together again it's I'm on just, the edge of my seat now like you, where does I it mean, go from I, there then like I have so many dumb stories about. I, you toured, still didn't feel worthy though, right? So no, you kind of found another no. way to maybe self-sabotage yourself in that situation? Well, the, no? the second time, it felt like I was trying to keep a bomb going off. I think within like five or six month period, I'd been through three drummers, okay. two bass players, and then I got to a point where I was on a tour wow. as Beware Darkness with two people I didn't know. My anxiety and depression were so raging. I hit a point where it felt impossible to just get these guys together for a photo shoot. I look back, like, the, the, there were people that we didn't come up with, but we were around. Yeah. Like, like Ricky Reed is one of them. Yeah. Who's, like, so Wait, successful now. Yeah, Ricky Reed, the songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, like, like we did a work tour with Wallpaper, and, like, I look at him, and he's so smart and so successful. Yeah. And I'm, like, my, my brain will be, like, oh, you're not. Like, you're not him. You didn't do what he did. But then I'm, like, you were just trying to survive. So, it's, like, I wasn't able to focus on any 
business aspect really like i wasn't like waking up consciously and being like let's see how we can make this band bigger let's see who we can partner with like i wasn't focused on building a business yeah. because i was focused on surviving totally get because that the, okay the, that, that the, was well yeah. said yeah. so the depression and anxiety were so bad that like i was just trying to self-manage that yeah and survive and while running this band so it was kind of a miracle we did anything honestly so then it just it hit this point in like 2016 or 17 where we did this tour like it was kind of whatever and my light was out like it was fucking out and i, I well, knew yeah. i knew because the very first tour we ever did mm -hmm. with what band you it was a middle class rat okay cool and i was so excited to be on the road that i remember like going into every venue bathroom and being like look at all these stickers oh my god this toilet's a miracle like fuck this is the dream guys you know and then like just being such a dork, like just, but because it was the dream. So then when I hit like 26, 27, we got offered a tour and I just remember being like, yeah, that could be cool. And then I, I, I was like aware of it of like, yo, you're, you're just going through the motions. Like you're not doing this cause you love it right now. Like huh. you're doing it cause you're just like, oh yeah, that would be something to do. So like by whatever like fucking graces, like I was living in LA, the tour ended and like no idea what to do. So the, did you feel really alone in that? So alone. Very alone. Well, okay, yeah. Again, it's like you talk about from age 18 to 28, basically. Mm -hmm. No, like, again, no talk of mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't know what to do about it. Didn't want to admit that depression was a problem. Like, the wow. only coping tools I have for depression wow. were maybe if I don't do anything, it'll go away and get better. Congrats on two years Thank sober, you. by the way. Thank I saw you. you post that. Can, that, we, can that, we, like, dovetail well, that it, in? It goes, okay, it goes okay. right into that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So... So 2017, didn't know what to do, and this little voice was just like, move back home. Like, don't, and I was like, what? Like, how does that, how is that a response? Like, sure. you know? Yeah. So I did that. And I think I also hit a point too where I realized that I was 27 mm -hmm. and had no sense of, well, no sense of self because of depression, mm -hmm. and then no sense of self because of the band. Like, the only identity I had was like, I'm a lead singer in a band. Mm -hmm. um, I only mattered when I felt I was on stage. All the relationships I had, whether it's like friends, personal, like romantic ones, yeah, were because they saw me on stage. Yeah. So I just got without that. that, who are you, right? I didn't know who get I was. it. I didn't know who I was. So <sighs> it's like it's like Man. a it's like an identity search, and yeah. then you had mental health on top of that. Yeah. You know. Totally. So I got here, yeah. and then it, that turned into like who? Oh well, it gets worse actually because we're in Santa Barbara, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. back in Santa Barbara, yeah. Um, and the, 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 you know, it's like you strip away the band, you strip away the touring, you strip away the, like, you matter. And then I was just left with myself. And then the, the depression got turned up by like 10. <sighs> so basically like the last three years when that started, it hit like the worst passive depression I've ever had where it was just like, you didn't want to go on anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like, I thought I fucked like, so the depression was telling me like, kill yourself daily. Wow. You were right back to where you started, Kyle. Yeah, I was. Oh it was, my God. It was wild. Well, it, but, but it, eight years later, we're talking, yeah, correct? Okay, yeah, years, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't go away. I learned that's okay, a lesson, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, brain. So, my genius idea was like, I want to. I was, we're in the studio, obviously. So, I was like, I'll build a studio, I'll learn how to produce. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize was like, when you have depression, your brain fog is so severe. Mm. So, I couldn't think. Mm. And I couldn't sit down creatively for more than 10 minutes without a voice coming in and saying, this is terrible. Why are you doing this? You're at your parents' house. You're a loser. Mm -hmm. Everything you do is meaningless and there's no point to do it. So I'm over here trying to make records up against that, not knowing it. And mm -hmm. again, not having any 
sense of like, oh, something might be wrong with me. Yeah. And what, what it turned into was I was, you know, physically depleted, like couldn't think. I, I feel like numb. Can we use numb. the word yeah, numb? Okay, numb. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally numb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then what came in was anxiety at night hated me for who the depression was making me. So then anxiety at night was like, you're fucking your life up. You, you fucked everything up beyond repair. Like you have no future. Just all these vicious stories. Got and it. At the time, I didn't have any, I, I, every thought that came in my head, I was like, oh, it must be true. I was, depression got me so hooked in the idea of like, there's, there's, no, there's nothing good about me. I have no good qualities. There's, there's not one redeemable cell in my Even body. Even though you're used to like getting the adulation, yeah. at, right? It, yeah. Isn't that it's, kind of a mind fuck? It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Because yeah. at least like, I feel like you could tell yourself that, right? At the least, like, well, I affect people with my music. Yeah, but like, see, I was so far. So here's, here's the crazy part too, is that yeah. I was so far gone. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that my music affected anyone. Mm. And that probably sounds ridiculous, but it mm. wasn't until I like put a message up last year and I was Because the like, clapping at the shows would make that ridiculous, right? Like obviously they clap well, when you're yeah. it's like yeah. you're getting some adulation, but I think it just wasn't it wasn't what you needed. Yeah. Well let's oh. let's let's carry the story from like so you're you're back here so and back you're not here. wanting to live anymore. No. And, yeah. and like somehow, you know, like the most rebellious thing I did was like I I did something for myself and I took a yoga teacher training course while massively depressed. Okay. So like in between Chaturanga's, like there's this <laughs> voice in my head being like, kill yourself, kill yourself. And I'm like, there's a window I could jump out of. And I'm like, no, don't do that. You know? So, <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like leading people in Shavasana being like, you know, just relax your, your shoulders. If there's any tension in your chest, just let meanwhile, it Meanwhile, you're you know? thinking I want to jump yeah. out the window. Yeah. And, oh. oh my God. So I never did anything for myself because we were always on like constant alert of like, do you have a tour coming up? Like, yeah, you have to be on guard, and I don't know. If, I don't know if every band sounds like, like a that. doctor on call. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. cause, like I look at other acts, and I'm like, why? Are, why are we always like fucking charged up? Like, you know, can't make plans like a week. So like, usually you like sort of uh, do that when you have an album dropping. You're like, yeah, oh, cool, let's get a tour know. going. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. yeah, so like never did anything for myself, and like secretly took a yoga teacher training, wow. and then. You know, at the same time, like, I was drinking, I was getting high, because that was the only thing I knew. Did it make it better? Cope. Of course not. Well, but, but getting high for panic attacks, yeah, it stopped the panic attacks, but okay. it didn't get to the root of the panic attack. Yeah, makes you know? sense. I think you finding yoga sounded almost like it was like the seed that, like, helped sprout a new yeah. you, right? Yeah, but, that's but, like, so true. How I, did you find the yoga? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what I've totally neglected to mention is that all through the way that I look at my time in the band yeah, and like the trauma and like hardship mm-hmm. is the biggest blessing because it led me on a spiritual path. You so, got it. So it's like the way that I'm talking about it probably sounds really negative, but I'm so thankful for all of it. Sorry. It's not about what you achieve. It's about who you become. Yeah. And uh, all that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, that's some real shit. So like yeah. along all these like horror stories I've been telling, like, you know, when I was 22 or 23, my aunt pitched in half of the money for me to start doing TM. Um, That's what I did. Did you do that? You I, had did, that's incredible, I had a fucking feeling. Dude. I had a fucking feeling when you're like, oh, I'll be like 20 minutes. I'm like, this month. I did the same thing. I did, did the same thing. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was up there being like, I bet he's in his car somewhere doing his mantra. That's you know? amazing. Yeah. This is not like Fight Club. It's not like we want to spread the word on <laughs> okay, this. It's good, it's good. Yeah. So like, so like that came in, like wiped my anger out overnight. Yeah. And then, so when my band was falling apart, um, I had so much anxiety 
so much depression that I didn't know what to do. And then it, I think core power. Yeah, there was a core. I was in LA. Core power core yoga. Power yoga sure, had like a sure. 30, 30 day like trial. Yeah. And I signed up for it. And the only thing I knew was during that hour, it was the only time of the day where I wasn't anxious or depressed. And I, I showed up wearing like boxers and fucking, you know, high You had socks. no idea. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, oh, there's so many pretty girls in here. Like not, yeah. not knowing that like the true depth of what yoga actually is. Yes. You know? But that was also another journey of like, holy shit, this is a way of life. And there's something called post-tour depression. You go from being a fucking pirate, mm-hmm. like traveling the country. Yeah. Like you matter. Great you know, word for it, by the way. Yeah. Pirate, you yeah. have a purpose. Yeah. Like you're in a dark room with strangers and they fucking love you. Yeah. And they're saying like, this is the best praise you could ever give, you yeah. know, and, and you, you know, you meet people in coffee shops and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm here, you know, playing a show tonight. Like if you want to come, you know, it's like, you're just in this position of like, yeah. I guess it is power, you know? Um, and then it, it, it ends overnight and then you're like back at your parents' house folding your socks. It's almost like postpartum depression. Yeah, it's like, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. you know, lady, baby, they have a baby yeah. and they're like, ah, what yeah. do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, you're, you're like folding your laundry and you're like, why is no one <laughs> clapping for me? Like what's happening? <laughs> It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. So, for sure. So I was like brilliantly, brilliantly thinking like, let me one up this shit and I'll just keep going out and keep drinking, you know? Mm. So get home here, like meet up with friends. And I was one of those guys that was like, yo, I love tequila because it's a stimulant. And like, I need all the stimulants I can get. Mm. <laughs> what happened was I started drinking and it just got me more suicidal to the point like where I was like in the club full of people just being like, I want to die, kill me, which turned mm. into like drunk driving and then coming back here, mm. being so drunk, just praying like, God, kill me, kill me, I'm done, I'm done. If I was a lobster, like a giant lobster, it felt like the hands of God were pulling me apart. Pulling you apart. Yeah, like steam was coming out, like hot pus. Like it felt like I was being cracked open. Do you know who Abraham Tversky is? No. Abraham Tversky lobster. Okay, this is insane. Watch this. There's something I want to tell you about uh, the stress and how we have to look at stress. Okay? And I think it's an important thing because uh, many people have told me from my lectures the one thing they remember. Okay? I was sitting in a dentist's office and looked at an article that said, how do lobsters grow? Well, I don't care how lobsters grow. But I was interested in it. And it points out that a lobster is a soft, mushy animal that lives inside of a rigid shell. That rigid shell does not expand. Well, how can the lobster grow? Well, as the lobster grows, that shell becomes very confining. Right? And the, kind of the lobster feels itself under pressure and uncomfortable. It goes under a rock formation to protect itself from predatory fish, casts off the shell, and produces a new one. Well, eventually, that shell becomes very uncomfortable as it grows, right? Back under the rocks. And the lobster repeats this numerous times. The stimulus for the lobster to be able to grow is that it feels uncomfortable. Now, if lobsters had doctors, they would never grow. Because as soon as the lobster feels uncomfortable, goes to the doctor, gets a Valium, gets a Percocet, feels fine, never cuts off its shell. So I think that we have to realize is that we have to realize that times of stress are also times that are signals for growth. And if we use adversity properly, we can grow through adversity. Yes, so the divine timing of all of it. So, yeah. So yeah, well, and it's crazy that too because when I was being cracked open. I didn't, I was, I like didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like called on my friends. Most of my friends were like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. When you got back and were in this horrible, horrible depression here, you were open with your friends about that? Not so much about the depression, okay. but about this feeling of being cracked open. Mm. 
because um, I hid the depression. I was a master at that mm-hmm. shit. And that, because depression's weird like that. It's like, it's not like you have a... So I feel like the ego is allergic to vulnerability. So you couldn't, yeah. you were still maybe... Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it's like, and it's ironic because if you're not, if you're not showing up authentically, then you're further cutting yourself off from other people. So basically what I did that, like during this whole time period, yeah. was just lie about how I was doing, I lied about how productive I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it just got, I, I got, I made the decision to get, to stop drinking. Um, it's good for you, bro. For my mom. My mom's been sober like 35 years wow. or something. Yeah. So I remember calling her at a coffee It was fucking wild. Divine timing. But I called her at a coffee shop, like tears in my eyes, like dark sunglasses on around all these like Bible students talking about God. Wow. So I like, got sober and then I was calling friends. And I was like, I don't know what to do. They're like, I'm so sorry. And then I called one friend, uh, Arwen, who's like, she's like my medicine mom. Just like the beautiful, greatest. Like beautiful. such a good mentor. Like she's a she's like I tell her jokingly but not jokingly I was like if I didn't meet you I'd probably be in a ditch somewhere crying you mm. know mm. Um, your emotional paramedic yeah <laughs> so so she was like thank God yeah and I was like what do you mean thank God she's like thank God you're being cracked open like I wish that would happen more and mm. I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you know mm. that changed my perspective of like oh maybe this is a good thing because I never ever thought that okay, so I got sober and then sober like getting sober was the final frontier of like holy shit depression's wrecking me I was like I was sober and I was like okay you're sleeping right you're eating right you're working you're going to a gym every day and doing yoga mm. you're trying to work on music like eating healthy and you're still like two seconds away from jumping off the planet at all times mm. like something's wrong mm-hmm. you know I booked a session with my doctor under guise of like, I think I have a sinus infection. Like, is this why I feel sad? And then I walked into a off I walked into the office and the nurse comes in and she's like four or five, like super tiny, super sweet. And like I'm like I had a session that day in mm-hmm. LA, so I'm like dressed up, like have sunglasses on. And she's like, Oh, I understand you're not feeling too hot, like what uh what's wrong? Like how She's like, what does she ask? She's like, she's like, how often do you have these suicidal thoughts? And I was like, every day. And then as soon as I said it out loud, something shifted. Like it, it was like a, vo- it was like I didn't say it. It was like another mm-hmm. voice said it. And some things shifted. And then she's like, how long have you been? Have only been feeling like this? And I was like, three years. And when I said that out loud, it was the first time I'd ever admitted to myself, like, holy shit, I can't believe I normalized this. And that was his, that was his, yeah. that was the scariest part is like how you get the life siphoned out of you with depression, hmm. where it's just like oh interest in guitar goes, interest in being anyone goes. You go to sleep and you're not dreaming of anything. You don't want to be anyone. You don't want to do anything. Hmm. And it just like slowly all the color went away. So as soon as as soon as um, as soon as I said that, you know, it was like a bottom moment of like dep- if like getting sober, hey, you have a bottom moment. Like that was my bottom moment with depression. And then the doctor comes in and I start fucking weeping because I was tired, you know? Um, you still have a session to get to though, right? Is this that same yeah, I visit? Canceled, I canceled because I was just like, oh. I, I canceled because yeah. I was like so exhausted. And okay. then like, I was like, okay, like I'm going to try pills. Like I'm going to get on antidepressants. Yep. Like no one had ever explained to me therapy as an option. Mm. Just like never fucking Well, because you didn't me. really put it out there no. that you were struggling no. like this. Yeah. yeah so. so so like, you know, it was around the same, like my doctor was like, go see a, th- a therapist. And I was like, yeah. what? Oh, that's an option? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, thank God, like the, the, me- the pills worked the medication worked and then therapy like I just lucked out and got a good therapist here locally right Local, okay, yeah cool. and then like you know it was so crazy like telling her shit about the band when I was like like 20 or yep. 21 and she's like yeah that was fucking traumatic 
that, and it was just like shit I never processed oh. because you know also it's like being in a band for seven years and then having an end and then having like really emotional shit happen to your guys it's like that's like losing brothers so basically when you were starting out you had like we're gonna take over the world yeah. on your mind yeah where are you at now with music I'm so like curious um the ego's gone got it the, well so can I keep telling it in the order because it sorry gets, it get, no no I'm it's sorry. fine it gets to that too it gets to that okay because because I, we'll get there we'll get to that question i had to completely change my entire relationship with music so like six months of therapy best six months of my life because i'm like rediscovering to, like what it's like to not be depressed Amazing. and it was crazy because i'm like oh this is what it's like to just wake up and like be able to do things like i don't have to spend like six hours trying to dig myself out of a hole and then by that time i'm too tired to do anything you know of like oh this is what it's like to play a show and not hate yourself after like it just it, the pills turned down the voices enough and combined with therapy it allowed me a little bit of space to cultivate you know and like she was helping me with like positive self-talk so then like six months go by and then i don't i, th I think she'll be fine with me talking about this because she's talked about it before but like tiffany from brian Tana, mm -hmm. for some reason i was like texting her and being like we should do ayahuasca like no like i don't know where, where i got that the idea? idea i don't fucking okay, know well, i think like yeah. i saw it on the news somewhere okay so so she she organizes a a ceremony. Was that like locally? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, like, okay. Yeah. okay. So, so she, she does that and then no one told me you had to be off antidepressants. Oof. And I, I lost my shit. And I was like, fuck that. I was like, there's no way. Like canceled on the retreat. Called all my friends who hold, told me. Hold, hold on. So yeah. you committed to the retreat, but then you found out you couldn't yeah. be off antidepressants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's, be it's lethal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Yeah. I was like, God, please don't tell yeah. me you did it on antidepressants. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, so, so then I was like, Fuck this, I'm not doing it. Cause, cause in my brain, get off antidepressants, I'll go right back to that place of depression. So Tiffany was like, just wait, talk to the shaman, like wait, you know. So I talked to the shaman and I was like, dog, I don't know what to do. Hmm. I'm scared, I don't wanna like, I don't know if I should do this. And he's like, you could always go back in the pills. He's like, ayahuasca, he's like, antidepressants have a way of getting the symptom, ayahuasca will get to the root of your depression. Mm -hmm. And he said that and I was like, this motherfucker, like how can I argue with that? Mm -hmm. So. I like got off, got off them, decided, you know, treated that month like I was going to war. I was just, I was scared. I was scared to go back to that place. Yeah, you were newly in this place where like, oh my yeah. God, I can get out of bed and not want to kill myself. Yeah. And I could like, and yeah, then, I wouldn't want to get off no, that. No, yeah. and then all of that was like threatened. Yeah. So, so like, it turned out to be not as bad as I thought and then like showed up for the ayahuasca treat and it was just like the most, like you talk about divine timing. I keep wanting to point out catalyst for your spiritual growth. Yeah. Sounds like yoga was like the first. Yeah. Since I was like 12 or 13, it's like the thing that I've wanted most out of this life was faith. Wow. Some kind of faith of like knowing that there's a divine intelligence out there, knowing that there's a loving universe, knowing that something has your back and you're not alone. Because the thing about Beautiful depression, yeah. the thing about depression is it feeds you stories of like, you're meaningless, you're alone, you don't matter. And then at the, at the same time, there was this part of me that was like doing everything I could of like, maybe yoga will help me get it. Like, maybe if I date a girl whose dad is a pastor, like I'll get closer to it, you know? Or like, maybe if I go to Joshua Tree, you know, like all these things and like never feeling it. I, I mean, wanna make sure we crystallize yeah, what you got out of yeah, this ayahuasca. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so. Like the alignment of the universe is perfect. Yeah. Like there were signs all along that like you were been guided. It was basically that whole, like every moment of your life led you up to this. Mm -hmm. None of it was a mistake. Like, Beautiful. even the hard parts, like, even the trauma, like, it was all worth it in getting to this point. Did you stay off the antidepressants, or did you... I never went back on them. Are you serious? Yeah, I got lucky. 
That's like, wild, man. It was overnight, and then the depression was gone. And, like, I was reading about it, and it's like some people get that miracle experience. Like, some people, it goes, it, it, it heals it, but then it comes back, and then other people, it doesn't work. But, like, I just got lucky. But even that, it's like, I think that, like, all the yoga or the yogatations, yeah. Good work. <laughs> like, all the yoga and the meditations and, like, all the spiritual work, like, again, same thing, led me up to that path. It's just, it's just the divine timing of it, you know, of like the universe was like, we know you're not ready for this. So we're going to give you yoga. You know, we're going to give you people in your life who are going to give you enough to open your mind without breaking you. Hmm. So it's that idea of being led and guided, you know, and I think that we're all like that if we just open up. How do you do, because you're so self-aware now, you've like come so far. How do you do around people that don't have that level of consciousness yet? Well, self-compassion. You bring compassion to, to them? Yeah, right. because everyone, it's like when you realize that everyone, everyone's divinity incarnate and everyone is basically, like Ramdas said, God in drag. Yeah, I love that. You know, yeah. it's like, here's the thing too, it's like everyone's doing the, everyone's doing the best they can with what they have. Even with the level of consciousness with that the they level have of consciousness at that point, yeah. And with the coping tools they have. Mm -hmm. And then also, everyone's exactly where you're supposed to be in terms of healing. You know, it's like you can't rush your healing. Yeah, I like it, that. You, you know, I think there's a weird tendency to like compare our brains and humans to like a computer. We're like, yeah, we just fucking upgrade it and like life hack it and like go faster. And I'm like, yeah. dog, we're like fucking flowers. You know, it's like we're blooming in our own time. We're growing in our own time. You can't really rush it. Hmm. And, you know, if you scream at it, it's not going to make it bloom any faster. You know, like you just you just got to let it do its thing and let it be. You know? So this might be a yeah. good time to bring back the question that I asked a little too early, which oh, is, remember you wanted to take over the world? When oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good so, segue. Yeah, that's a great segue. So I had all this healing done, like, my realizing my heart wasn't in the band anymore, like, broke the band up, which was fucking hard for me, because it's like, it's getting out of a relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, you built this thing, and, like, people love it, and then you're just like, oh, God, my heart's not in it, and then I tried to do it when my heart wasn't in it, and that's really hard when art is involved because you can't fake it. It hit early 2020 and like, I was kind of, was lost cause I was like, don't have a band. I guess I'll do a solo project. Finished like some solo music. And then I was like, okay, like I'll like play shows and like get out there and like do it. And, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and that was funny for me because I remember falling into despair for like the first three days. And then I was looking at the world and I was like, Finally, you guys know how I felt the past decade. <laughs> you know, I was like, welcome to Kyle's world. And oh just like God. being fucking freaked out all the time. Yeah. So then like something hit my brain and I was like, okay, like you're going to come out of this. This is going to end, obviously. Who do you want to be at the end of it? And what do you want to say you did? Like, what's the most important work you could do right now? That was a question I asked myself. Is it music? And I was like, nah, because I realized I was going through the motions with that again. Um, starting to try trying to do a solo career of like the drudgery of like I guess I'll find a manager I guess I'll mm -hmm. you know I'll just burn out still so then I just realized I was like oh my god like I have a belief system that is still so influenced and programmed by 10 years of depression mm -hmm. because like if depression were a band the greatest hits record would be like pessimism despair fear yeah, yeah. you know um, anxiety. You're not enough. Yeah, lack, yeah, yeah. scarcity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like I was like, well, okay, let's do some fucking belief works and like, you know, go go deep in that. Hmm. So I took a step back from music and like didn't write, didn't want to be anybody. And and you know what's fucking weird, Samson? Mm -hmm. It's like our culture tells us to be things and to do things and like achieve and like be successful. 
But then when it doesn't work out, it's like no one tells you what to do. You know, it's like you're. It's like. <laughs> Why do you think I created this yeah, motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> I was seriously. Like, we're looking at like the. I've written ten books that have all been New York yeah. Times bestselling authors. Yeah. But like for every Michael Jordan, if you want to go basketball, how many other NBA athletes worked their ass off yeah. their whole life? Yeah. Who have like who are worthy, who are awesome, who don't get the spotlight? Yeah. So like, or just like don't know it's okay to like do something else. It's yeah, bizarre. but and it's like, does that detract from you? That's the ugliness to capitalism. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Bizarre. And 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 I think that's why we also kind of have this like allergy to vulnerability because it's like if we're in a competitive society and you let your guard down vulnerabilities be shown yeah. right then you're it's fucked. Like a sign of weakness so the biggest problems i ran into were when i told people i was depressed i was met with you should just go kill yourself no like, you weren't yep like like business people i worked with like when i was younger so like like we're talking about like when we worked together yeah around that time yeah wow. around the same time so it wow. was like it was the people i looked up to i know i know fucked i know yeah i know it was the people i looked up to for leadership and guidance, when I told them I was hurting, I was met with either fuck you for feeling like that or just go die, you know? And that just gave me the message of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna close off. Like, not safe to open up, you know? So that's what fucked me up a lot too when I was young, was like making my first record, thinking it was gonna be the best experience of my life, but then working with two people who were basically just like, you're not worth our time. You're not worth the money we're, that you're paying us. Mm. And we don't really respect your opinion. And then having that other shit mix in. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now, and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.